You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Loria Mirabito, business mentor, and I'm also a reformed, painfully shy girl, red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. Well, hello, everybody. I have a special guest for you, and we've just been chit-chatting before we actually hit record. And so I was just like, Jamie, we just need to hit record because of all this juicy material that we keep talking about. I want to, uh, let's welcome Jamie Bright. I'm going to let her introduce herself because she is a, she's just a phenomenal woman and I just had to have her on. Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Lorianne. So I work with online entrepreneurs who want to make both an income and an impact, specifically connecting them in high-level masterminds so that they can learn from each other, have that guidance, and really expand what they believe is possible for them. So that's who I am, what I do. I run a podcast, all that good stuff. You know, that's how we connect yes, it, I think. that is, that is. Can you just share a little bit, because you are a beautiful example of pivoting. Okay. So, you know, like 2020 was a very interesting year and talk about like a lot of people that I know just were like, they crossed their arms and said, I'll just wait this out. Of course, we also were told we only had to stay home for three, three weeks, but enough about it. But you're a beautiful example of, I need to pivot. Yes. Okay. So I have been an online entrepreneur full-time since 2011. So 10 years now, actually on March 1st, it'll be 10 years. And um, thank you. And I had a seven-figure business teaching photographers how to find entrepreneurs and business owners as clients. And so um, it was very successful. I mean, it's needed now more than ever. However, when COVID hit, um, it was, I mean, it basically shut everything down. I lost 85% of my income because I was a higher ticket price point for the photography market because when people, when you, when people pay, they pay attention, the more they pay, the more they pay attention. And my goal was to get them to do the work so they would get the results. And so they did, which was wonderful. It was a great process. And, um, then COVID hit and our sale, we have an evergreen funnel. So always had sales coming in and had been growing, growing, growing. And then all of a sudden it just like flatlined down to nothing. And I, over the next three months, I made as much money as I made maybe in one week prior, you know, like it was just, And if it wasn't for the membership on the back end that I had, it would have been like zero income. So that dropped significantly too, but at least I had a little bit of income. And with my experience of having done this for years and years and years, I said, well, I'm just going to work harder. You know, like I know there's more I can do. We're going to wait it out for a couple of weeks, like you said. And then when photographers can get out and start working with clients again, then it'll pick up. And it kind of came at a bad time for photographers specifically, not that it was good timing for anybody, but particularly difficult time because photographers are generally more seasonal. People want photos outside with the beautiful weather more than they want to be freezing outside, even though it's still pretty or, um, you know, they can do the indoor stuff, but a lot of the outdoor stuff happens in summer. And so they have a very busy six months or so, and then they have a much quieter six months where they kind of have to live off the income that they brought in during the busy season with less income coming in. So by you know March, April, things are getting tight for many of them and they're ready to start working again, but then that got shut down. And so it was just a variety of things. I mean, I'm not the only one who's been affected by COVID. 
And since then, even now, I think there's still restrictions in many areas in terms of what they can do for sessions. And so it just didn't come back. And it, it was very scary. It was very terrifying. Had to trim down the team, trim down all the tools we were using, everything. And I, I mean, I did everything I could for four months. I mean, I put this whole restart your business guide out and all the things. I know what works. I know my market. And it just was not coming back quick enough. Right. And I saw that if I continued doing what I was doing, I would only have maybe two or three months and I'd have to fold. And so instead of doing that, I, it was June 15th. I remember I called it alignment day. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm closing my business, like not officially closing the doors, but I'm stepping away. And I know that personal brand photography is going to come back and that people need it more than ever because all of these businesses that have had their doors closed now need an online presence. They need a photographer. But in the meantime, I can't keep trying to push something that isn't working. Right. And I had wanted to work with online entrepreneurs instead of just photographers for probably three and a half years, literally running masterminds. And so um, I ran a beta course just for a few friends of mine who are entrepreneurs that was teaching them how to build this movement around their business. And it went really well. And it was really fun to get the stuff out of my head, like what I've been doing and teach others and see them getting the same results. But, um, but I realized I didn't love teaching a course. And while I was doing that, I was doing coaching days because I, it's, I love working with people one-on-one. -on -one. That's part of why I was following you. Cause you've got such great information for coaches and, um, it was great, but I was like, okay, I don't want to do coaching forever. I want something more scalable. It's, it's fun. It's, it's great money. In the meantime, I it's, I leave a coaching day feeling more excited than the beginning, even though I'm mentally exhausted. And so it's teaching this course again in October. And I'm like, man, you know, I don't really love the teaching part, but I love when we come together as a group and connect and giving guidance and hearing other people's experiences and seeing them work together. And I realized, cause I'd been wanting to run masterminds and I said, well, I'll do that. Eventually I'll build my audience with this course and my podcast and um, then I'll launch a mastermind when the travel restrictions are done. Cause I've got this like adventure mastermind <laughs> I'm dreaming up, taking people out of their comfort zones to talk about business and life and all of that, right. but you need to travel. And so I'm like, oh, well, I'll wait. And then it dawned on me from a friend actually in from a mastermind that I'm in. I'm like, why am I not doing this on zoom and doing it differently? Why am I not finding a way to do this now? So that when I can launch the high end adventure or whatever, I'll actually be able to hand select the people I want in it. You know, I'll know them well, we can get them to that point and um, then I can get going on this now. And so that was kind of a second pivot was I thought I was going to do this thing and focus on coaching and coursework. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, actually, I think I want to do mass. Like I've always wanted to, I knew that from the time I joined the first one I was in, um, I had even like started them naturally on my own. And so that's kind of how I went through the whole pivot. It was very emotional. I thought I might lose everything. It was really trusting myself, getting clear on who I was and what I wanted and trying to figure out what my business could be now, if I was starting it today without any of my history. Because it's very hard to step away from almost 10 years of success in an industry and who you were as a personal brand and identity. And it was a whole identity shift that wow. had to take place. And so, yeah, that's, I, I could go on for, we could talk the whole so, time about that, but I know you have lots of questions. But, so, But uh, first of all, just let me just uh, acknowledge you for being courageous to take that step 
and Thank like, you. I, you know, like not only because of the pandemic, but just like, here's like, you went inward and we're like, here's what I want. And I love that question yeah. of why aren't I doing this now? Yes. Yes. So let's well, talk and about. The, the, yeah. The other question too, that was helpful was if I wasn't doing this, what else would I be doing? Right. Like they both kind of go hand in hand, but that one was helpful when I was teaching my course and saying, this is really helpful. But if I wasn't doing this, just because I did this and it's worked, doesn't mean I have to keep doing it. What else would I, do? you know, it's never too late for a plot yeah. twist. Mm-hmm. So. I love that plot twist. So let's talk about masterminds because I'm involved in a mastermind. I mean, you're talking my language. There is something so beautiful that happens when people come together, mm-hmm. you know, that, um, you know, you use the word connection. Um, it is connection. It is like just seeing other people grow, having people to support you. Um, I just, I, yeah, I love masterminds. Me too. So what do you, what do you, what would you like to know, Lorianne? What would your audience love to hear? Um, well, you, you know, like before we started hitting record, you know, we talked about a whole bunch of things, you know, like people get to like, where do you find people are perfect for entering into a mastermind? Okay. So um, I find that when you are first starting out, you need to say yes and try and figure out what it is you're doing and put in some footwork, like take action. So somebody who is brand new and it's like, man, I should do an online business or I should start coaching people or whatever it is when they, when they're starting something new and they're not hundred percent sure what it is they're going to be doing long-term and they're trying to figure it out and they're trying to figure out how do I sell and what is my messaging and some of those real foundational things. I think that's probably a little bit too early because they haven't gotten experience to move forward, like through moving forward. Once they start selling, once they realize who they're serving, once they're realizing, okay, the main way I'm going to, and they might shift, like, of course they're going to change, but they've said yes to a bunch of things. And now they're having a certain level of success for some people. Maybe that's 30 to 50,000 for some people, maybe that's over six figures a year. Most people know when they get to a point, I call it the messy middle where you're doing all of the things and it's a little overwhelming and you feel stuck and you've taken the courses and you know the things and you're like, I don't need another course, right? When you've yeah. learned the basics, you know, the mechanics, you've taken action and not just learned without doing, but actually have done some things. So you've got real life experience. And now you're like, how do I get out of the messy middle? How do I move forward and get off of this plateau, or sometimes people even start to go down a little bit because they're doing too many things. And it's when you need that clarity and that alignment, and you don't need more education, it's often when you need a coach as well. Um, it goes hand in hand really well with a coach, but um, joining a mastermind at that point is incredibly valuable because you have some experience to be able to help other people. Because a mastermind is really based on people coming together to share their experiences, which, you know, my experience now 10 years later versus when I started allowed me to start a business that was literally running a six figure uh, run rate out the door. You know, I haven't made less than $10,000 a month, even from that very first month, because I have the experience to know what works and what doesn't even with no audience, you know, it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's talk to my friends and see who they know. And like, you know what to do. I didn't know that when I was starting out. And so you need to be able to take that experience and bring it into a mastermind so that everybody can learn from it. So like when I come into a mastermind, I can say, Hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm thinking of doing. How would you handle this? Or what am I missing that I might not be seeing? 
And that's when the rest of the group can leverage their own experience and say, oh, I've done something similar and here's how it turned out and here's what you need to watch out for. Or, hey, here's some ideas that you may want to try that have worked really well for me. So it's a way of uh, really getting a lot more experience and hearing how other people would do it, maybe in different industries, because, you know, the photography industry did things one way and, you know, coaching industry coaches do things another way. And we all kind of do what we think we're supposed to do and what we see other people doing in our industry. But in a mastermind, you get to see ideas from all different people in all different industries. So you can actually innovate. You can say, oh my gosh, I could take that. And I could do that in my coaching business. Why am I not doing that? Maybe you took it from a food blogger or, you know, whatever. And so you get ideas from people that you might not have ever considered because you're surrounding yourself by other successful business owners who all are trying to make an impact or grow an income or whatever the goal is. And so you can leverage that experience. So when you're at a point where you don't need more education, like you don't need someone to walk you through how to send an email, you know, or what you should put, and maybe, maybe you might talk about some of the things Mm -hmm. you send in them, but It's moving from tactics to strategy and really that guidance. And so that's when people are there and they're ready to narrow it down and simplify so they can scale. That's a beautiful time to join a mastermind. And you you said something really key about like being able to learn from other people and who are from other industries. You know, I come from the professional speaking world and was constantly like listening to, like I would share this information, like with my husband, who's in the who's in the waste and recycling business, like, oh my God, like to be able to use this. Um, and with NSA, National Speakers Association, there's speakers in all different industries and everybody's building their business differently. And just to hear that information, like, wow, it doesn't have to be a cookie cutter. No, it doesn't. And if there's anything I've learned from the past 10 years of being an online business owner full-time, it's that you can do it any way you want to do it. Like there are a thousand different ways to grow your business successfully. I feel like I've tried at least 90% of them, (laughs) you know, like, because when you're first starting out, you're like, oh, this person has done this. Let me emulate. And it's really important to emulate. But once you've emulated and you see how it is, then you can innovate, you know, emulate before you innovate. And that's why I said, you have to say yes and try a bunch of things. But then as you gain your confidence and you understand the psychology of what works and what doesn't, and you see what feels the best for you, because when we're operating in that zone of genius, when we're we're doing the things that naturally come easy to us that are just so natural to us. We don't even realize we're doing it. That's when you can grow really fast with really very little effort because it's just what you do. Like I'm a connector. I love connecting people. I love building communities, um, but I also have this like strategy vision bent. And so for me, I, even at the very beginning, I would collect people in my industry who were teaching photographers. So we were all technically competitors. And we started this Facebook group about what's working, what's not, how can we support each other? How can we be affiliates for each other? And we all, everybody in that group grew really fast because it was the whole rising tides, raise all ships idea. And so I was just doing this because I wanted this. I'm like, oh, I need my network of people. I want to see what's working. I want to help them. Like that's how I operate. And then when I, um, I'd wanted to be in a mastermind because again, some gurus or experts or whatever had said, you need to be in a mastermind. That's going to pay back more than you can imagine. And, um, but there weren't, I wasn't seeing people lead them who had the same high level of integrity that I do. And I, I really believe in not using any 
swarming marketing. You know, like there was this whole period of time when webinars were relatively new and you could automate and people thought they were live and they weren't. And I'm like, that's deception. That's like, you know, I hate that just was like nails on a chalkboard to my soul, right? (laughs) That's just not who I am. And so, and so many people were doing this. Oh, it works, works. I'm like, I don't care if it works. It doesn't feel right to me. And then I found a mentor uh, his name's Stu McLaren. And he like had, I took one of his courses on growing memberships and he had straight out said, don't tell somebody it's live. If it's not, just tell them it's a replay of a previously live webinar or like whatever it is. And I'm like, all right, you're my man. I'm going to follow you. And that was literally the comment that was in some Q and a he did that made me say, okay, you have the same level of his integrity as me. And then he said, I'm thinking of starting a mastermind. And I'm like, Okay. So I sent him this big email. Here's what I want. Here's much. I I mean, I'll pay 30 grand a year for this, you know, whatever it is. Um, Very, I was very direct because I really wanted this to happen. And so when he finally got around to starting it about six or nine months later, he messaged me and just said, Hey, you might want to apply wink, wink kind of thing, you know? And so I applied and before I applied, I'm like, well, I should probably know what a mastermind is. I don't even know. Like, honestly, I didn't have any idea. So I go to Google and I'm like, what is a mastermind? Right. Which is hilarious because I'd been doing this, what, six years at the time or something like mm-hmm. that. And I didn't even know. And I'm like, okay, if I'm going to spend 30 grand uh, a year, I should probably know what I'm spending it on. Not just go off a of hearsay. Yeah. And I started learning that, oh my goodness, it's just a collection of people who are sharing their expertise and helping each other grow. I'm like, I have been doing this for free for the last like four or five years in my industry. Like light bulb. I I can charge what for this per year? Like that experience alone was amazing. It's not just about making the money, but I'm like, it is valuable. And I knew that, but I also knew how terrified it was to spend that because my market had just become really saturated because I used I started out teaching all photographers mm-hmm. anything about the business of photography because when I started there were literally less than 20 people online that I could find anywhere doing that where they were teaching the business side it was all camera reviews and how to take a better photo mm-hmm. and I'm like let me teach you marketing I don't care what you're doing if you're doing pets or if you're doing portraits or weddings or boudoir or whatever I can teach you the business side and so that was great and we grew fast but then like three years later totally became saturated. And I dropped my income dropped like half of what it was in two years when it became saturated and I didn't pivot. And that's when the mastermind came along and it was terrifying to say, okay, my income is dropping, 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 dropping. And now I'm going to invest all this money, but it was by far the best investment I've ever made. But I remember feeling sick when I got my like app, like my, like, yes, you're in. Like, I was like, Oh my gosh, now I'm in. Like now I have to hope that this money's gonna pay off and that it's gonna work. And um, best investment I ever made. It's I mean, you just need you don't need all the education. It's not about all the new things you're gonna learn. It's about the conversations and the level of conversation that happens with people who are at a place that's higher up. They're not just starting out, they're not just asking what tool should I use? They're like, hey. I'm going to be doing this in my launch. And my goal is this, what's the best strategy to help me encourage people to actually consume a challenge or, you know, it's those conversations and questions where one comment makes you the money back one comment the whole year. I'm just looking for that one conversation. That's going to give me the one tip that I need that will make. And I mean, I can point to specific comments. Like one made me $32,000 last year, just from this idea of why don't you do this? And I'm like, perfect. 
I knew that, but I needed to hear it from somebody else in the moment. And then it made me my money back. You know, that's, that's what you look for in a mastermind, not all the coaching. Yeah. And it's beautiful to hear that from, it's almost like external validation. Like, oh, I was thinking that, but yeah, to hear it, not to be thinking it is different. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, you know, when I joined the mastermind, I think we were down to about 315,000 per year at that point. So it was a like 10% of my income almost. Mm -hmm. And that was summer. And then 18 months later, it was January, we did a launch that brought in $350,000 alone in like that one month. And it dawned on me, I'm like, not that I launched every month, but I'm like, that was a good investment. And that would not have happened all of this momentum and having people to help, you know, it's, it's the little shifts, you know, a, a plane flying from LA to New York, if they get off by half a degree at the beginning, they're going to be way off at the end. Whereas if, if they can have them, you know, the, the help keeping that navigation correct, these little adjustments, you know, if the wind blows them mm-hmm. off a bit, then the, the instruments readjust to keep them there. Mm-hmm. They'll stay on course and they'll hit their goals. It's like that having those people exactly. around you where you're not way off. There's just mm-hmm. one tiny thing that somebody's like, Oh, just shove that back. You know, stay on course. You're good. So so that here's an interesting question. Do you find that most entrepreneurs are looking for the big shift or the little shift? I think everybody wants the big shifts. They think they need a big shift, but they really often just need that tiny shift. There are so many people are so much closer than they think, mm-hmm. right? And they yes. just either need the encouragement to keep going because they just haven't kept doing the process long enough. Like my daughter made whipped cream for the holidays from scratch and she was, she's 14. She'd never made whipped cream before. And so for whipped cream, you just put heavy whipping cream with some sugar and vanilla in a bowl and you just whisk it until it thickens, like not too much or it'll turn into very sweet butter, but you just do that. And she gets it going. And after a minute, she's like, mom, it's not working. And I'm like, well, you haven't waited long enough. You're doing all the right things you just have to keep going, you know? And so she needed that encouragement to say, oh, I told you just wait until it gets there, but I'm doing it right. Why isn't it there? Because some things take time. And so sometimes people are right there and they think they need this whole big piece of advice or education or whatever. And really they just got to keep doing what they're doing. And, you know, that's a watch to make sure it doesn't turn into butter. Example, <laughs> because one, I've made whipping cream before, so I know exactly mm. what you're talking about. Because so delicious. It, it does like you just you just look at it like uh huh uh huh, but it does. It gets to a point where it's like it's done. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, it's really that's, fun. That's a great example, and so true that we're like we just don't stay. Um, we just don't stay consi- Like, just let me stay disciplined to this this pathway we keep almost like like I think like entrepreneurs just keep looking at like the other lane the other lane and like oh well they're doing this I should go do that and then you're like all over the highway you know sort of so to speak totally the messy middle it's Mm -hmm. I call it FOMO marketing fear of missing out marketing where they they're like oh I'm doing this and I know in the long term this is right but maybe I could do this while I'm waiting or I should do this too because maybe if I did this then I would, you know, that's what I'm missing. Or maybe I need to do that. They get, they don't realize that they're, they're doing fine. Just yeah. gotta keep, you know, or maybe just adjust tiny bit. Tiny bit. Sometimes Turn up just, the speed. Yeah. The you speed, know, whatever. Sometimes it's wording. 
Oh, messaging or whatever it is. Yes. Yes. So let's talk about masterminds um, because you are teaching, because you're one running a mastermind. Yes. And teaching people how to have a mastermind, which I think is, you know, like what we were talking about before we started recording, you know, it's really a fabulous offering. And um, I actually was contacted by a university um, here in Boston because mm-hmm. they have a, um, they're having a problem keeping freshmen and sophomore, their female freshmen and sophomore to stay in the business school. And so they've actually reached out to me to ask me, like, how would you, what could you offer? And my instant reaction was, we need to do a mastermind. Yes, connection. You know, that that would be brilliant women, for that. Yeah, so that these women can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hope I'm just like, I'm literally in the, in a, in a holding pattern, just waiting to see if they accept it. And if it does, I, like there's plenty of universities in Boston, I think, cause I think it's a brilliant idea, but let's, I love yeah, it. let's talk about why to have mm-hmm. a mastermind. Well, one of the things, I mean, just from a practical standpoint, and I, like I said, I experienced this earlier in my career is that with everything that's happened in 2020, there's more people entering the online business space than ever. More people trying their hand at coaching, more people starting memberships and selling courses and offering services. And if you've never been through the experience of a market being flooded, it may end up having a really negative effect on your business. And I'm not saying that to incite fear because you know it's not over, it's not like you can't overcome it. Absolutely. But if you don't realize that it's coming and you don't kind of stay ahead of what's happening and do a few key things to help stand out, it can have an effect like me. Like I had two years where I lost half of my income in two years like this, which was terrifying because I was like double, tripling, 10xing my growth year over year for several years. And um, it shook my confidence in a big way. And so I think a lot of markets are going to start seeing that effect. Mm-hmm. But the people who are entering now who are newer don't have the confidence to offer something that's more advanced. Generally speaking, they are targeting the beginners. And I think most of that comes from a place of personal insecurity where we just don't feel like we're good enough or know enough or expert enough to teach something that's more advanced. And so we focus on beginners because that's easy and there's more of them. But when all the competition is on beginners and there's all of these people serving beginners, then suddenly when they advance a little further, they're like, well, now what? How do I find somebody who can take me to the next level when everybody seems to be serving beginners? I don't need the beginner stuff. And this is where the opportunity really shines for you and I, because if we're already established, if we've already got an audience and we've got coaching clients and we, we have some level of expertise and experience and didn't, even if you just started out, but you know what you're doing, it's much easier to say, okay, how can I serve them better? Now, you know, their needs, you've seen Mm -hmm. what they do. And if you offer um, something for more advanced people in your audience, um, especially if you're working with coaching, maybe you're going to start offering that mastermind as that higher ticket thing. So that not only are they going to learn from you, uh, you're going to have something where they can start learning from each other and they can be surrounded by like-minded entrepreneurs who can help them scale their business and see the things they're not seeing and that it lets them watch each other as they're growing their business. Like that's the most fun part. I've gotten to see all of these people grow their business. I see what works. I see what doesn't. I adapt the stuff that does. I stop doing the stuff that doesn't work. And I know the story. It's You get the backseat like 
view of what's going on inside their business in a way that's so intimate. And there's so much value in getting, it's like real time case studies of successful people in your industry or your niche. And so you don't even need to teach them tons of new stuff. You don't even need to offer one-on-one coaching or any of that. You need to curate the best people who can learn from each other and then facilitate an environment where you can help them see that more is possible and help them see what's going on and share with each other and connect with each other in a deep way. Because another thing that 2020 has brought is this need for connection that is so much, even for the introverts out there. Some of my dear introvert friends are like, I know I'm an introvert, but I need people more than I ever have. And I really believe that serving them in the space of a mastermind is one of the best ways to do that. So both helping set yourself apart from everybody who's targeting the beginners and being that next level person, which also raises your expertise level and authority in your market, Mm -hmm. but also it serves those higher level people in a greater way. And people really need someone to believe in them right now. It's been rough. And so I, I mean, if we can do that and we can foster an environment where they really show up for each other, it's incredibly valuable. Yes. And I like what you said. I mean, earlier we were calling it FOMO marketing, which to me is like that front stage. We Uh only see what people are showing that, that we see, that we perceive, but it's in a, in a group mastermind. We're also seeing that behind the scenes, the that backstage stuff. That's like, you know, some of it's like, here's what I was thinking. Here's, here's my mindset around that. Here's the strategy. Here are the tools that I ended up using. Here's the tools that I wouldn't recommend using. It's all that. I keep calling it juicy information because, you know, there's a book out there about this. No, and it's real time. You're not hearing about this later in some polished program. This is like the dirty, like, hey, I was going to do all this stuff, but it all went out the window because my kid broke their arm or I just didn't have time. And so eh, we were hot mess express, but here's what happens. You know, like we made do and here's how. And it's like, oh, not just me. I'm not the only one who's like got all these dreams and can't do all of it. So we just make it happen. You know, it's, it's really affirming and validating as well because it helps you see, oh, I'm not different from all these other people who are at the same level or maybe even further along than me. And wow, like, what's the difference? Like, oh, I could do that. Like, they just did this and that's what happened. They just spent, you know, $30,000 in ads, but they made $300,000. Like, oh, maybe the reason my launches aren't growing isn't because my messaging is off or whatever, because my stats are all good, but maybe I just need to be a little bolder and spend a little money and now bring in more people. Maybe I just need more eyeballs. Like Mm -hmm. it helps you say, oh, oh, this is what people do to get there. I could do that. Yeah, I could totally do that. (laughs) I love that. So you've already launched a mastermind. Yes. So how, like, what was like, how, how, what did it take to launch your first mastermind? Okay. So I've been wanting to launch a mastermind for three and a half years, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I don't have the audience for it. Right. We think we don't have the audience. Uh, and then I'm like, why would anyone invest in me? Even though I've done the work, I've had the experience in the photography industry. Well, I'm not launching to photographers. I want to work with entrepreneurs. So it's like, well, how are they going to know? And um, I had to overcome a bunch of personal junk. Am I worth it? Would anyone ever pay this? Why would anyone pay that to 
to let me curate a group. There's just all these things that come up. There may be money issues, uh, you know, like in terms of I've never charged five figures for a program before. How does that feel? Can I do that confidently? Do I believe the value is there? So I had to really identify what all of these limiting beliefs were. And I had it stuck in my mind that, okay, because I've been dreaming, I've been dreaming of this forever. You know, I started a podcast a few years ago, just to share the behind the scenes to start growing an audience, which ended up only basically going to photographers, because that's who my people were until mm-hmm. recently. But um, I, I was like, Oh, I want this adventure mastermind. I want to I want to go with people who are willing to push themselves physically who want to sit around a campfire and discuss business and have have some format, but have some casual conversations as well. Yeah. Um, that connection. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, I can't because we can't travel. There's all these restrictions. So I'm, I'm waiting. And then I, um, I had a friend who started an online mastermind and invited me to be a part of it. And I joined that because it's a smaller, intimate, little different setting, a little different focus than the main one that I'm in. And um, literally the first day it was on Zoom within the first five minutes. I'm like, why am I not doing this? Yeah. Why am I not doing this now? And there was part of me that said, how am I going to attract the high level entrepreneurs? Cause I want seven figure people in my adventure mastermind. I don't want to be, I mean, not that six figure people aren't there, but there or almost there. I want people who really have significant momentum, who are committed to personal growth and know that that's like everything in growing a business after you have the basics down. And, um, and so I had some limiting beliefs that I'd be able to attract those people. I'm like, Oh, I can offer a mastermind. That's a little bit lower level at a lower price point that's zoom based. We maybe do like, I want to do one three day in-person thing a year. It might be Mm -hmm. virtual the first year, but otherwise um, a smaller group that's on zoom that meets more regularly for people who aren't at the seven figure level. You know, maybe they're at like 80,000 to 500,000, somewhere in there ish. And then I can help develop them into my people. You know, it's like, Oh, so you can start a level down, so to speak. And develop those people. You know, the mastermind I joined, when I joined it, I had, what, 315000 that year? You know, and it was within two years, I hit my seven-figure mark. You know, and so it, it didn't start with all of us seven-figure entrepreneurs. It was more like the three to $500,000, maybe a little bit more. And, but now you can't get in it unless you're making seven figures because that's where everybody has grown together. Right. And so we can grow, we can start a little lower and grow the people into what we want. So when I realized that, then it was like, oh, well, let's just do this. Like, let's just put it out there and see what happens, you know? Right, right. And, and now you're teaching people how yes. to, how to, yes. take, like, how to take this big step. I, well, I'm calling it a big step. Maybe it's, maybe it's just a, a you know, just to think it feels of it big, doesn't it? It, it kind of does. Like I haven't launched, um, I've done a group program, but I haven't done a group mastermind, but, you know, like this university thing might be um, the first, will be the first mastermind. I think that, that I would have launched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did because what happened was when I launched my first mastermind, I had, I think like 80 some odd people on my email list. That's it for entrepreneurs. I mean, I went from like 120,000 on my photography list to 80, like 83 or something. And, and, um, and hold on a second. I just want people to really like, listen to that number. That's two digits you guys and this is such, yeah this is such beautiful evidence of you don't need 12 15 20 000 people on your email list no you don't and so I had nobody but I had the right people because I was having the right conversations on my podcast which is my only 
only free content platform. I mean, I'm on the social media stuff, but I've never relied on that as my main thing. I use it to connect with people and like make, you know, actual networking, but not, I'm not publishing a bunch of free content to attract massive audiences. Cause for me, I only need a hundred people to have a million dollar business per year. I, cause I'm doing, I'm doing smaller groups of no more than 12 people, but I can run multiple groups and then they all have access to each other for the big retreat, but they're still small, but I don't need a lot. I really don't need a lot. And so if I only need a hundred people, I don't need a monster email list of a hundred thousand people. Right. And so it's different. It's a different model when you're high ticket, you don't need to charge as much to make that's as right. much money. And that's probably the biggest, this is a side little note, but it's a gem that I wish I would have learned early on. Um, I don't think it's that much harder to sell a high ticket item than it is to sell a lower or even a super low ticket item. Right. Um, because if people see the value and believe that you can either help them make their money back or they're going to get some sort of benefit that makes that money seem like peanuts to them, mm-hmm. then it's, absolutely a no-brainer for them. It's all messaging and being able to actually deliver and not at all about the price like you think it is. Like very little of it is actually about the actual price. It's all our own junk that makes it think that, oh my gosh, what if I charge $4.99 versus $9.99? doesn't matter. Right. Charge whatever you want. If they see the value, if you can provide at least $9.99 in value, they will buy, you know? So so when you have that high ticket, you don't need a lot of people. So today, not even six months later, I'm still only at 111 people on my email. (laughs) So tiny. I don't have a free opt-in. I just want them listening to my podcast. But um, I I had, I think, 83 or 87 when I launched. And I reached out to everyone personally, Mm -hmm. um, which you can do when you have a small audience. I sent them little videos. That's right. And they were personal with their first name because I collect their first name. And then I also made a list of all the people that I knew that might not be following me, but that I knew through various groups and things Mm -hmm. that some of them were friends, whatever. And just said, Hey, I'm going to be doing this. I was making a list of people that I thought would be perfect for it. Um, And I I thought of you and here's why. Um, If you, you know, if you're interested in applying or if, if you're interested, I'd love to have you apply and consider. I mean, obviously I don't know all your numbers and whatever, but I feel like you'd be a good fit here's the link. And it was so casual. It was genuine. It wasn't like some slimy, whatever. And um, when I was having those conversations and when people would get back to me, half of them or more had said, oh, well, I actually was just going to launch my own or I already have my own. Because some people I asked, I said, hey, if you have any people who need a mastermind, would you send them my way? And um, they're like, oh, I offer one or I'm about to launch one. And that's when it dawned on me, oh, the people that I want to reach also want to have a mastermind, also are thinking about the higher ticket because they're not new. And so that's where this idea to create this launch your first mastermind, where it's not a big sales page. It's not a big email. I mean, you can absolutely leverage those. And I talk about how to do that, but it's getting those first people through the door because you don't launch a mastermind to a cold audience. You launch a mastermind to the best of your people, the ones who already love you. They've already gotten results from you. They know who you are. They're just waiting to find a way to work with you more deeply. Like literally they will be like, whatever, just sign me up. Here's my credit card. Just bill it. Let's like, that's how excited your people will get. And they're going to, it's so fun. You get to be surrounded by the people who love you most. They encourage you. They're like, this is amazing. And you get to continue watching them grow and serving them at that higher level. Yes. Oh, I, I love all of that. And those personal invites, 
Um, yes. I mean, if there's anybody who's listening, if you have like joined my, my private Facebook community, you know, like I send messages to people. So mm-hmm. in the, like the big welcome, like, and people are like, like, I'm not, I'm sort of surprised that more people aren't doing this, especially since Facebook allow and Instagram allows us to leave voice messages because I think I they're so powerful. And there's something about being personally invited. That's like, wow, out of all the thousands of people, like that may be like in your world, you reached out to me. Like that's flattering. Yep. And that's one thing that really will help you stand out if your market does become oversaturated Mm -hmm. because so many people are afraid to reach out personally or like, well, I can't do that. I've got too many people. Well, you might not be able to do it for everybody, but as you grow, that's when you filter and figure out what's the points of leverage where I can make the biggest impact. So maybe when they're signing up for the wait list for my course or membership, that's when I, instead of just the email list, you know, like, or maybe when they join my group, that's the point where I do it. Or you, you find those points where, oh, this is a point where it's gonna make the biggest on the sales page. They have a question right then and there. Like I use a little video widget called Video Ask. So there's literally a video in the bottom corner where they can click it and it's me saying, hey, if you got any questions, let me know. I'll get right back to you as soon as I can. And then they can leave a video or a voice or a text. And then I can send a video back and just say, here's the thing. And it comes from me because it's right on my phone. So it's so easy. I get the notification. I open it up. I click reply. And that point when you do it there is a huge point of leverage because almost all of those people buy. Like I, when I did the um, course that I launched back in October, um, I looked back at my stats and I think I had like six or seven people who reached out because that back then I was launching a 53. So even tinier number, yeah. right? <laughs> and all but one of them who sent me that personal message through the little widget bought. One of them didn't, but everyone else did. And so it's a huge, they're just on the fence and that little personal touch in yeah. that moment. So when you're inviting them to join a mastermind, you know, I had one person who was a little upset about it. But I had so many messages back about, I'm so touched you would think of me like, oh my gosh, that you thought of me. I had somebody who messaged me literally just yesterday. And she said, I've been thinking about this for the last few months. I wasn't able to at the time, but my birthday's coming up in two months. And that's what I'm going to gift myself for my birthday is joining your mastermind. Like that's so different. You know, she's like, I was just so moved that you thought I was this and you're right. I am, but I didn't realize it or believe it. And so we can, we can honor people with that. Like when we're helping them see what we see in them, I mean, that's what a mastermind does. It is. So when you get past that mindset of, Oh, I don't want to bug them. I'm going to feel like I'm selling. It's not, it's just an invitation to the right people. And that personal touch goes so far. And I feel like it's the, basically those voice messages, the videos is um, if we were had in-person networking events, it's me extending my hand to somebody to say, hi, how are you? (laughs) I'm Lorianne. You know, that's all that it is. Um, Yeah. I love that personal touch. Me too. It's huge. It's, you know, I had to cut back on so many different things that I was using and tools and whatever when I pivoted just because my income had dropped so much. And this is one where I'm like, I will pay whatever I need to pay to use this little app to let me do these videos. And I will pay for, you know, my email subscribe. There's a few choice tools, but that one was one that I kept for sure because it works so well. I think one of the valuable things that you and I have talked about and that people I hope are walking away with is one to just ask different questions. Mm. Um, One of yourself, 
having com more conversations, you know, with your people, with uh, your followers, um, mm -hmm. just to learn from them, but also just like, how do I want to do it my way? Yes. You know, like, yes. How do, how do I, by doing it my way, I get to stand out in an ocean of now online businesses. Just like you said, like it's, there's a flood of people who have come in these past 12 months, you know, into yes. the online space. So Jean, well, and when you do it your way, the other thing is that at the end of the day, instead of feeling drained and exhausted mm -hmm. and like not looking forward to the stuff you have to do the next day, you're like fired up. Like, woo! I like, I love doing these interviews because afterwards I'm like, ah, oh, this is awesome. I'm so excited, <laughs> you know, and I want everything in my business to do that for me. I mean, yes. I know I'm going to have to deal with taxes and whatever else, but I am going to hire a bookkeeper. I'm going to let my accountant do as much as humanly possible mm -hmm. so that when I can minimize the things that drain my energy and maximize and go deep on the stuff that makes me come alive, then I work more efficiently. It grows faster. Like it's more fun and yes. it just, it's lifestyle design. So yes. absolutely. Anyway, sorry. I, yes. I get no. really passionate <laughs> about that. I just... You can do it anyway. Do it the way that makes it fun for you. Yeah, so. I, I'm, and I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you shared that. That's good. Um, where can people um, follow you? Learn more about you, please, and make sure you uh, mention your your podcast. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> uh, so I have the Bright Entrepreneur Podcast, and that's brightentrepreneurpodcast.com, and it's just basically talking behind the scenes about all of these things and more. And then I also, for people who are interested in launching their first mastermind, I do have a mini workshop that's really focused on implementation, getting it out of the door. So I took all the things that I did and all the things I had to overcome and put it into a nice little package with scripts and the whole process and everything to help you launch your first mastermind. And that's at launchyourfirstmastermind.com. You should be able to complete everything in a day, like literally come in, have everything set up and ready to go to launch your first mastermind within a day, including designing the perfect mastermind. So mm. they can go to launchyourfirstmastermind.com for that. Wonderful. And all of that information is going to be in the show notes but this has been absolutely wonderful. I got one final question for you that you're not expecting. Sure. Okay, what, bring it. What books are on your nightstand? Oh my gosh. What are you reading? Um, I'm reading like five different books at the moment. Of course. Um, I just devoured the book Liminal Thinking by um, Dave Gray. It's only like three hours long on Audible. And so I listened to that in like a three hour city. It was so good. And it's all about shaping beliefs and how yeah. that um, changes our identity and our, our responses, like what we do. Like if we don't internally believe something is possible, we won't actually do it, which for business owners is huge. Like you're so talking my language. Yeah. I love, you would love it. Stuff if, brains. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't read that one, read that one. So that one I devoured. Um, and um, I'm, almost done. I think I have a few minutes left of the book Multipliers, which is another great one for helping get the most out of people. I am reading um, The Body Keeps the Score, which is a struggle because it's like 16 hours long and it's more research-based, but it talks about how our body stores emotion and how our physical stuff is connected to a lot of the emotional stuff and trauma response. And I don't really have a specific reason for reading it other than I keep hearing about it and I feel intuitively that I'm supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, gosh, there's a few more, but those are the ones that I've been actively listening to lately. Um, yeah, I guess I could open my Audible up, but those are the three that are right there at the front of my mind. 
Th- those are great. Those are absolutely great. I'll make sure that all of those are in the show notes as well. This Yay. has been absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much for sharing all of these, uh, all of these gold nuggets oh. and, you know, really teaching us how to have that high-end product um, to help more people, to help them at a different level. And I think not to be so scared to do it ourselves. Thanks for hanging out with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And join me over in my private Facebook group for more tips, community, and free trainings. You'll find the link in the show notes. You can also help this podcast reach more listeners by leaving a review. And as a thank you, each month I pick one of my reviewers to win a free coaching call with me. So if you haven't done so already, please leave a review and you could be the next winner. Are you ready to leverage speaking as your best form of marketing? There are over 7,500 events looking for speakers every single day. Speaking positions you as the expert in the room, but you probably don't know where to start. So I created this great resource called the Directory of Places to Speak. This resource will help you get started today. So head on over to speakandstandout.com forward slash directory to grab your free copy now. Don't miss this opportunity to be the expert speaking to audiences filled with your ideal clients.